The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello and welcome to this third talk on meditation that, uh, following these 30-minute guided meditations that are supporting what we're doing each day. And um, <clears throat> so in a sense during these, this, this uh, course that they're offering here of instructions in mindfulness meditation uh, we're slowly building, putting down the foundations of the different elements that are useful to take into account, to be, to be inclus- included as we do mindfulness practice. And uh, it'll be 25 talks in the end, so there'll be lots kind of go deeper and deeper in a sense, or with greater, fuller applications in our life on a path to freedom, path to greater uh, goodwill, and um, and if uh, all of it was kind of compressed into a 15-minute talk, it would seem extremely complicated. But I'm hoping that by stretching it out over 25 days, that uh, it, it will support you to stay very simple. Uh, because uh, simplicity is one of the hallmarks of mindfulness practice. Uh, even though there might be your life and your life experience and how it's happening might be multifaceted, the idea is to find a way to stay simple and easeful as we know it, as we show up and are present for our experience. And one of the ways of uh, appreciating this simplicity is to recognize that um, maybe it's a little bit uh, for the purposes of teaching to make this next point, but the point is that there's always only two things happening. There is what is happening and how we're aware of it, the knowing of it. So what we're aware of could be many, many varied things, of course. But how we know of it, everything is known through the lens of knowing. Everything is known by through seeing, hearing, touching, thinking about, taking it in, somehow uh, we passes through the lens of recognition, of awareness. And then once it, we recognize it or know something, then it might get complicated again uh, with the, uh, memories and thoughts and values and expectations, desires, fears. Uh, all kinds of things might happen but there's a, imagine that there's a, it's kind of like an hourglass where the sand goes through this narrow neck. And, um, and uh, all, if it's very, very narrow, that neck, everything, every particle of sand can be seen as it goes through. And, um, and uh, but if there was no narrowing of the glass, you would just, all the glass, all the sand would just fall very quickly and and uh, you wouldn't see what's going on. Maybe it's a little bit an unfortunate metaphor, this idea of narrowing and tightening up, but the idea is that everything in our experience does go through a, uh, a little uh, 
kind of a, a simple, simple area of just being known in the most simple possible way. Beforehand, the world out there might be quite broad and multifaceted. After we know it, um, it gets picked up by the mind and memory and desires and fantasies and projections come into play. But in between, there's this wonderful door, this wonderful doorway of simple knowing. And, uh, and that's where the domain of mindfulness is. Whether we know what's in the world or we know what's going on within us, the idea is to uh, have these two, these two areas. We know something and how we know it is important. And the how uh, is a big part of what we're exploring here. So uh, uh, it's, we don't just know uh, kind of unconsciously or just know matter-of-factly because if we don't pay attention to how we know, how we're aware, how we're attentive, um, we bring along, it's all too easy to bring along a lot of our uh, attitudes, a lot of our emotions, our desires, our agendas, our fears, and it kind of colors the way that we know. And, um, and that's okay. We don't have to be troubled by anything when we do mindfulness. That's the kind of the simplicity of it. The idea is to know that too. To know that too. Oh, that's how it is. That's how I'm knowing. I'm, when I know, I identify. I identify with the breathing, with what's happening. When I know something, I immediately measure it or judge it or evaluate it in relationship to me, myself as a doer, myself as a victim, myself as a consumer, myself as, as, um, as uh, um, you know, trying to get something or prove myself. It's all kinds of, it's, oh, that's how it is. That's how it is. So when we sit down to meditate with mindfulness, uh, the idea is to keep it very simple and not complicated immediately with ideas of getting concentrated. Because then the knowing is already biased in a certain way. There's a leaning in and identification and looking for the concentration. Um, it's, uh, and even the idea that they're supposed to be continuously aware uh, and not be distracted can be another little kind of uh, cloudiness or agitation for the knowing. The idea is to step back relax enough and then just be content just to know what you can know. The breathing is a anchor or the breathing is a always there. Breathing is always in the present moment. Breathing always occurs now. So to keep an eye out for the breathing, not so that you get focused on the breathing, but that's that reference point for the present. Every time you come back to the breathing and be with it, it might help you to see more clearly how you are, that you're distracted, you're irritated, you're, you're sad, you're happy, you're relaxed, you're tense. And that's part of the function of all this is to see that. None of it is wrong for the purpose of meditation. In ordinary life, we come with all these attitudes about what we know. 
So if we're happy, we're, if we feel like maybe proud or, or hopeful, we add, we add those things to it. If we feel kind of lousy, don't feel good or tense, we feel like, oh, I'm a failure, or I'm wrong or embarrassed or, you know, something. And so to keep it really simple, and this is why for some people find mindfulness meditation to be extremely forgiving or accepting or uh, uh, like they had, there's breathing room to be who you are. No matter how you are, there's breathing room for it. And part of that breathing room, that spaciousness, is how we know it. Oh, this is how it is. And when you know this is how it is now, you are being mindful. And um, in the paradox is that if you're distracted and you know you're distracted, you're no longer distracted. Even if the thoughts of distractions are still going. Um, if you are caught up in some emotion and you know that you're caught up, then you're not no longer quite caught up anymore. Part of you might be. So, so to feel, to notice how you are. And in the guided meditation we, I, we just did, um, we, we took another step with the breathing. Not just using the breathing as a reference point for distractibility or where, the, where we can, to learn where we can relax more, but also we can use um, and search for where the breathing is pleasant. And it took me a long time in meditation to learn that, I w- that it was fine, it was okay, it was actually uh, supportive of meditation to find, where, find the where, where meditation was pleasant and enjoyable and let that be a support for staying present. Not being attached to it or prioritizing it too much, but just look where, where is it? So where is breathing pleasant? It might be just a moment at the end of the outbreath, or part of the end of the outbreath is letting go and relaxing. Some people that's not pleasant. It might be the beginning of the in-breath or the smooth feeling of expansion with the in-breath. With the in-breath. It might be the, somehow the sensations of the air going in and out through the nostrils. It's like a nice tingling and, and uh, sharpness to it. There might be a softness in the belly uh, at some point as the belly relaxes with the breath. It might be possible to slightly adjust this rhythm, the speed, the depth of breathing, make it a little more shallow, a little deeper, a little longer, a little shorter, so that it just, so it's still normal in a sense, but so that it's a little bit more pleasant how you're breathing. And the value of touching into the pleasantness of breathing, again, is not to feel more pleasure, but rather that also is a reference point to see better how, where the tensions are, where the challenges are, where the discomforts are, so that you might be able to relax further, soften the body, soften the mind. So you might be able to know it with this simplicity of knowing, oh, I'm feeling sad, look at that. But the knowing of sadness is not sad. Look at that, I'm irritated, I'm afraid, I'm agitated. But, and the knowing of those things 
is not defined by the sadness, the irritation, the agitation. It's just knowing. So I I believe that this is a lot of words that I've said, a lot of ideas. And so it can lend itself to maybe now becoming complicated, trying to remember what I said. And, um, but I'm hoping that uh, you will somehow take it in um, with this message that keep it simple and let the breathing support you to be very simple with, to recognize how you are, what's happening with you. Because that is the, that's the compost, that's the material, that's the, the basis for greater clarity of awareness is actually how you are. Not to bypass how you are, but to recognize how you are. And the how you know is really the, one of the central things we're doing here. It's half the picture. There's what's, what you know and how you know it. So uh, as you go about your day today, you might see if uh, as you go through different activities, whatever you're doing, check in with your, yourself periodically and ask yourself, how is it I know my environment? How is it I'm taking it in? How am I relating to it? How is it being known? Is it being known through the filter of emotions and agendas and beliefs? Is it being known simply? What would it mean to know simply right now without all the baggage I carry with me? Just to know. That would be, uh, I think, a a wonderful exercise. And I would love to hear from all of you, actually, uh, what you learned from that. I know that's not possible. So um, thank you very much for today. And I look forward to continuing tomorrow.